0: Welcome to BFC Live, the daily video and podcast series of Business of Cannabis. BFC Live highlights the company's brands, people, and trends driving the global cannabis sector. Learn more at businessofcannabis.ca. Coming up on this BFC Live, we connect with Melissa Gallagher. She is the director, of corporate and franchise stores for Canopy Growth Corporation. We want to talk to them about their growing footprint of cannabis retail in Canada. Melissa Gallagher, thanks for being here.
1: Thanks for having me, Jay.
0: Uh, I'm going to get your title right, or you're going to correct me. Uh, director, Corporate and Franchise Stores for Tokyo Smoke. How am I doing? You're, oh, you're, you're
1: 80% of the way. 80%. Yep, there you go.
0: <laughs> well, I really screwed that up, so, um, so <laughs> tell me your real title so I don't butcher it, and then we'll go from there. How's that?
1: Great. Uh, Director of Corporate Franchise Stores at Canopy Growth.
0: Okay. Uh, And and the one that, well, the one that I know in my neighborhood is Tokyo Smoke. Um, Give us a breakdown, if you could, sort of what the overall footprint looks like of Canopy Growth retail um, footprint in my, not specifically in my neighborhood,
1: but but my neighborhood (laughs) and beyond. Your neighborhood and beyond. So we know that... um, In Ontario, uh, we've got uh, 27 uh, Tokyo Smoke locations, Um, one that just did open up in your neighborhood at uh, Bloor and Mm Dovercourt, but we do, we span right across the country, so we've got Tweed and Tokyo Smoke as our two retail banners, Um, and they're located uh, in Newfoundland, Ontario, Manitoba, Saskatchewan, and Alberta.
0: I like it. I saw a great location, and actually, this is one of the things I want to talk to you about. And because you have that many, and because of that footprint, and now we have this emerging market with sort of well, full shelves of products that people want and a sort of uh, burgeoning retail footprint of people like you, uh, people are now living closer to cannabis stores. But one of the stores I drove by, and I wanna say it's maybe on the outskirts of Barrie. It's, uh, yep. it's, it's dry, <laughs> is it a drive-thru?
1: It's it is a, a drive-thru, a,
0: like a, yeah. You know, yeah, tell me.
1: Yeah, so it's in Springwater, uh, just yes. uh, just on the on the tip of Berry, um, headed towards Midland, and uh, we've got a, a new franchisee there that has converted an Olds and Hortons drive-through. Yes. Um, so, yeah, I mean, you can't, you really couldn't couldn't dream of a better location um, on the way to Cottage Cottage Country to pick up your cannabis.
0: It, it really is a great location, and it's super visible from the road and it's like, it's in a, obviously a shopping center, but it is like a uh, Tim Hortons would be like away from the rest of the shopping center. So there's tons of parking, but it also, it looks great kudos to you and the team because that is an unbelievable location.
1: Thank you. Yeah, we're, we're really excited about that
0: one. And, and actually that, that brings up the question. So obviously you have uh, that there are, I assume corporate stores, there are franchise models. H- how does that work? Like how do you, do people come to you and say, we want to open a cannabis store or, we want it to be Tokyo smoke. How does that look like? Uh,
1: Tell yeah. Yeah, it's a great question. Well, I mean, it, it varies by province um, how licensed producers can uh, can or cannot operate retail locations. So, you know, understanding that Ontario uh, is the the largest market in in Canada, um, we in order to navigate those regulations, we we quickly teamed up with development partners and developed a franchise model um, in Ontario. So. Uh, outside of Ontario, uh, with with a few exceptions, we do operate uh, stores corporately um, at Canopy Growth, but but within Ontario, we, we've got a franchise model, and it started, you know, it started with the lottery two years ago, two plus years ago, and you know, we were chatting about uh, our very first licensee, Colin Campbell, uh, who, uh, you know, DM'd us on on Instagram um, to our Tokyo Smoke account, so when he uh, was awarded the lottery, he, he reached out to us uh, having been to our coffee shops because then, you know, at that point in time, we hadn't we hadn't operated a, uh, a true recreational cannabis store under the Tokyo smoke banner, we had just the coffee shops. Um, so, you know, having having loved the brand, he reached out to us and, and that was back in the lottery days, which now feels like a lifetime ago. Um, but since then we've set up more of a, of a traditional franchise model. So we do, I mean, every day have people reaching out to us, um, through our websites or, or through friends or family members or you know, having been into the store and talking to existing franchisees, uh, looking to you know, either get out of whatever they're doing today. I mean, we've had lawyers, doctors, um, uh, you know, professionals coming to us to, to open stores uh, or their existing franchisees you know, with uh, the likes of a Tim Hortons uh, or an AMW who are looking to diversify their portfolio of businesses. Um, and and are just you know passionate Canadians about this uh, this industry, um, yeah. So it's been great. We've got we've got a very diverse group of franchisees, and and the demand certainly is great.
0: And, and actually, I l- I just love the story that the people had been to the coffee shop, and then they won the lot. This is Colin Campbell specifically, not my Colin Campbell, because I do know Colin Campbell, but a different <laughs> Colin Campbell. Uh, my Colin Campbell got a lot of phone calls that day. Um, been to the coffee shop, win the lottery, reach out through Instagram DM, and then become yeah. a franchisee of the flagship or one of the flagships right on 333 Young. And now you tell me, because I think Colin just opened another store um, on the Danforth. Am I right? That he actually
1: opened two stores on the Danforth, if you can believe it. Yeah. No, it's, it's honestly, it's, it's such an incredible story. Um, and, and he and his wife, Sophie, are just the most remarkable partners. They opened that first store uh, back on, we're coming up on two years. It was May 6, 2019, uh, among the first uh, round of the lottery. And uh, since then, they have you know expanded from what was 1,500 square feet. It is, uh, to your point now, a flagship at about 5,000 square feet. They're at Young and Dundas, and uh, they opened two uh, in in the first first couple months of this year, both on the Danforth. Um, one at uh, three thousand three Danforth, and, and this uh, their third um, and most recent opening at seven fifteen Danforth.
0: Jeez. It's such a good story. It's like one of those ones where we look back, well, we're looking back now two years, but, but look back over five years and 10 years back, that was really, and each of them is so of the moment, right? Like the first one, the lottery, and then, you know, young Dundas, where else are you going to put it, right? And then, you know, as you, as you sort of spread out into, into the rest of the city, but also it, it, it mirrors what Tokyo Smoke and, and Canopy Growth are doing sort of with the retail footprint larger than that too, which I think is really, um, really compelling
1: yeah absolutely. I mean they they you know, as you said, they open at Young and Dundas, where else to reach reach the masses really quickly at a time where we didn't have a, you know more than a handful of, of recreational cannabis stores in Ontario and and now to be able to um, go back to the community where where you know Sophie was actually born and raised uh, in Greektown. and um, you know she's she's received tremendous support from from that community and opening her first store and now to be able to open her second and third stores. Um, on the Danforth was really quite something, and that truly speaks to you know where Tokyo Smoke um, uh, started, which was in the community and being able to engage from a community perspective. So, yeah, we're we're thrilled about that and uh, so proud of of everything that they've achieved.
0: It's it's really an amazing story. I want to dive a little bit into your background specifically, Melissa, because I, I want to get a little bit about your background, but then also want you to make a comparison of what it's like operating in sort of other sectors and then what it's like operating in cannabis because like it's easy to say Colin Campbell's opened three stores as a franchisee great but like how does that how does that jive with sort of some of your other background professionally
1: yeah I mean it that's a great question um you know as you know I I come from a, a long life in the franchise world um working you know in Subway uh and and then with Freshie and you know, I think what's true is that in the franchise business, you work with really passionate entrepreneurs who are looking to scale, um, looking to, you know, both be owners and operators um, and provide themselves and and their families with, um, uh, not only with a job, but with, you know, something really exciting to be a part of. And that's true right across the board. Um, In terms of cannabis and what's different, I mean, it is, quite black and white, as you know, uh, working within the, the recreational cannabis space. Um, and you know, what's, what's entrepreneurial in other sectors, uh, is just kind of a straight up no <laughs> in, in cannabis. You know, um, I think a lot of people are surprised by, uh, where we stand today in terms of, of marketing restrictions and, and that sort of thing. And, and, and certainly everyone respects it once they learn more about, about that side of it. But, um, yeah, you know, it's, it's. we try to ensure that the, it, it follows the same um, principles of a franchise where we, you know, provide the tools and the resources to be successful and, and build your business in a profitable way. Um, but that, you know, from a marketing perspective, um, you know, uh, it, it, it's certainly different and, and more challenging because it, it's so restrictive.
0: Yeah, it is, it is great to watch. And it, it is... Great to watch. Great to watch because I don't have to do it. Right. But yeah. it is it is so it is both, uh, you know, a similar relationship, obviously, but also with some unique factors on top of it. But, but I think what you said about um, passionate entrepreneurs coming to cannabis retail even and then coming to Tokyo Smoke, it really you need that because it's not for the faint of a heart. Um, and, and it changes. I mean, uh, right before we came on and and we're in the second week in April and it's now the. 52nd week where just like everything changes the drop of a dime for the entire sector but certainly for retailers in Ontario and more specifically in Toronto what you can and can't do you just have to know is going to change week to week
1: absolutely and you just you uh, you know you have to have a strong team that's able to uh, to pivot you know I know that's one of the most overused words of the year but um you know, being able to rely on your partners to build systems that uh, allow you to do that uh, through this roller coaster. You know, a year ago we weren't. I think most of the cannabis uh, retail stores weren't operating using click and collect. Right. Um, never mind even thinking that we'd ever be able to do delivery of cannabis. Uh, and within the span of maybe eight weeks, you know, we went from truly through the front door brick and mortar sales to uh, click and collect, curbside pickup, and and delivery, um, and executed it seamlessly and safe safely. Um, so it is. It's you know, it's 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 been quite a ride.
0: It'll be definitely one of those business school case studies that get written. That like the ability to be flexible over time and then like revert back and then revert again, and then have things taken away that absolutely should not like the delivery part on again, off again. I mean, it's confusing, I think for consumers, which makes it confusing or challenging for retailers. But um, let me ask you a question and then I'll let you get back to your life and opening up new stores, Um, looking ahead, right? So let's project that at some point we will go back to something that resembles like normal lives. but like, what are you excited about when you look at retail in Canada for you and the team at Canopy?
1: Well, I mean, there's so much to be excited about. There's There really is. Uh, one, you know, welcoming guests back into our stores again. We're doing so at a reduced capacity right now, but you know, the way that Tokyo Smoke was built was around that community and education focus. So being able to invite guests in um, on a different level, where we can we can interact with them, provide the education and the community activations that that the brand was really built on, is something that we're really excited about. Um, I know that it's a very important step in order for us to uh, destigmatize cannabis. Um, you know, having those those touch points and uh, you know inviting new guests, Inc., the of curious, to actually interact with the brand um, in a very approachable way. So that's that's something we're, we're you know. First and foremost, just most excited kind of heading into um, or hopefully heading out of the pandemic. Um, but more broadly speaking, I mean, in terms of development, you know, we've we've got 27 Tokyo Smoke locations in Ontario today. Um, and really that's just the start. Um, we entered into four markets, four new markets this past quarter. Um, and we can, we, we plan to continue to do so. Um, so, you know, we anticipate that Tokyo Smoke will be more of a a household name and really a place where people can, uh, can visit and trust that, you know, they'll be able to learn, um, from some of the, the best in class educators that are out there, um, our bud tenders, um, and have an immersive and, and differentiated experience. Um, so, you know, that's, that's our plan through continued expansion, um, and something that we're, we're super excited about.
0: Yeah, it, it is an exciting time. And as you were saying, sort of the education the kind of curious, the signs outside the one at Dovercourt and Bloor, but also Bloor and Bathurst say, um, we're open if you are. Yeah. Right? Like it, it really, it, it's obviously super compelling, but also it, it speaks to sort of the, that sort of positioning of the company. And now that I think about it, um, you could drive east to west or west to east and uh, along Bloor and Danforth sort of, I think sort of Toronto's main drag. Um, and it's, there's, there's, it's a lot of good placements for uh, for Tokyo Smoke.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It's just the beginning.
0: Yeah. Well, Melissa, I really appreciate your time, your sharing, sort of your expertise and, and sort of the, the plan to date and, and the, the ideas looking forward. So thank you for your time. We will uh, look forward to uh, being in Tokyo Smokes uh, uh, now in a reduced capacity, but also uh, as things open up as well. So thank you for your time. We look forward to uh, connecting with you down the road.
1: Well, we can't wait to have you. Thanks so much, Jay. Thank
0: you. That was Melissa Gallagher of Canopy Growth. If you like this podcast, please rate it and review it wherever you heard it. Thank you for joining us on B of C Live today. We're able to do what we do thanks to our ongoing partners, including Cannabis at Work, Cannabis Benchmarks, CanDelta, Headset, Gallagher,
1: and and Mains.